you know, we feel that that it's important to have the content before the design because the content is what's going to drive the usage, and uh, the usage is what should drive the design. If you want to have a website, anybody wants to keep coming back to and and enjoy using. Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Cheryl Rice, and my co-host, Rebecca Mead, for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small businesses. In this episode, we'll be discussing website content with someone who knows a lot about how to craft persuasive messages for people who need to hear them. Our guest, a true Madison Avenue madman, will talk about the importance of storytelling for your brand and how you can tell a better story on your website. If you like what you hear, you can hear more when you subscribe to MarketSpace on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and have each new episode delivered directly to your favorite device. And here we go, MarketSpace episode number seven, creating awesome web content with Dennis Jokic. Welcome to Market Space. I'm Rebecca Mead, and I am here with uh, Cheryl Rice. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you doing today? I am just fine, and I'm really quite excited about um, our guest today. Oh, gosh. Me too. We have got such a cool person here to talk with today. I'm really excited to hear more about his story. This guy is... Uh, one of the uh, original Madison Avenue ad execs. He has talked to some great uh, clients. He's worked with some great people. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about him and how you got to know him. Sure. So Dennis and I have known each other for about two years now um, and have had a chance to work on some clients. Um, and I just, every time I have an interaction with Dennis, I take away so much and I've learned so much. So I hope that uh, we can convey that again today through this episode. Um, Dennis Yakich is a writer and brand strategist. He is here in Connecticut, in Killingworth, just next door to me here in Chester. Um, and um, I'm going to have him introduce himself because I can't do justice to his story. But what I just wanted to couch is that in this episode today, we're going to be talking about content. And that's where Dennis uh, comes into play. So welcome, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for those wonderful words. Um, I'm Dennis Jakic, everybody. That's a Polish uh, word that's spelled J-A-K-U-C, uh, believe it or not. And the Dennis is with one N just because my parents didn't want to make anything simple. Uh, and basically, uh, I'm a writer and brand strategist, and I write for and position brands uh, from local to global. Um, I've been a writer since I was five. That's the first time I wrote anything. I wrote a, a, a story that actually my mother saved. I found in her effects when she passed on. Um, and, uh, and basically I started out, uh, uh, I was an English major in, in college. I went to Williams and I started out, uh, in the advertising world, um, and spent a lot of time in advertising. I wound up as a partner at a Boston agency. Uh, and then as, uh, Cheryl mentioned, I, I literally was a madman. I, 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 I had an office at 285 Madison Avenue when I worked for Young and Rubicam. Um, I did a lot of tech because uh, I started up in Boston. And uh, uh, so I actually, back in the 90s, I, I sort of knew what was coming, which a lot of people on Madison Avenue did not. And so basically, uh, I left uh, I left YNR and joined a, a multimedia branding agency so that I could focus on content and writing uh, in digital you know, channels. 
And I've been writing content for the last 20 plus years. Um, I went off on my own uh, in 2003 uh, and uh, have been doing uh, uh, you know, a lot in terms of pr producing content for people on the web. Um, I have a lot of experience in technology, uh, financial services, uh, mortgage and real estate business, uh, both residential and commercial. And I've written a lot on the economy, on environmental issues, corporate social responsibility. Um, and I, in addition to websites, I do things like white papers and articles and e-newsletters. Um, I've the websites I've done for, for big brands like Samsung and Sharp. Uh, I did a big one for the University of Miami School of Business. And, but I also have done, uh, websites for, uh, smaller operations, Genesis Medica, medical practice based in New Haven, Sound Wealth Advisors. Uh, a, a guy who's a member of our networking group, who's a financial advisor. Um, and even uh, I, I did one for a guy who puts up gutters. So uh, I do the whole range of things. My clients have ranged from IBM, JP Morgan, and the United Nations uh, to local insurance agents and tech startups. And I even uh, helped a bookkeeper who was writing an ebook on uh, for small business. <laughs> so that's kind of my background um, and uh, bring to the table. And I think one of the things in talking about websites that uh, uh, Rebecca and I have talked about and the way we work together is that basically content is really important. And what, uh, where, where Rebecca basically drives the design, uh, you know, we feel that, that it's important to have the content before the design because the content is what's going to drive the usage. And uh, the usage is what should drive the design if you want to have a website anybody wants to keep coming back to and, and enjoy using. So starting with the content, I guess one of the things you know people people ask is 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 where do I begin? You know what what is this about? Uh, uh, and what I try to to help people with initially is to look at is to basically look at their brand strategy, is to look at their brand positioning. Um, because I think a lot of people, they just want to get on, well, here's what I do, I'm done, and here's what it costs and stuff like that. But I think if you really start thinking about what is, what is your business's strategy, what is your business's position, this isn't complicated. You don't need an MBA to figure this out. It's very simple. It's first of all, look at your target audience. Who am I really appealing to? Who do I want? Who's been using me if, I, if, I, if I'm not a startup, if I've been in business? Who are my customers? And I like to define, it's fine to define customers by, you know, their age and their this and their that. And, and, but the, the, real, the real, if you want to sell people, I think the important way to, to define your customer is by what is their need? What is the need that they have? Um, that uh, that hopefully you can fulfill. So really defining your target audience by need or needs, I think is a, is a good place to start. And then look against that of how do you fulfill that need? And that's where your core value proposition is. Where is your value? What does your value come from? Then the next thing to think about is how do I position? You know, what is my position? What is my value in comparison to the value that competitors can provide? Um, because that really looks at what your competitive edge is and what perhaps you should be emphasizing on your website. And then just have come out of that, what are the benefits? What are the, what are the benefits to the customer and why are those benefits true? Because uh, I think staying benefit-focused is, is, uh, is really important. Uh, and, and really what it is you do is simply support for, for the benefit that you're delivering to your, to your client. 
so if we can start, I try to start people that way, whether in a formal basis or just casually going over saying, hey, you know, who are your targets and what, you know, what needs are you fulfilling? Um, you know, what dreams are you, are you delivering? Um, that's the place to start. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think beyond, beyond that, uh, another thing, you know, you want to think of, which really, Rebecca, you're the expert on this far more than and Cheryl than me. But but it's really you want to be found, and SEO becomes an important thing. So and part of SEO that I can help out with is uh, is using keywords. And so really working with people like Rebecca and Cheryl and coming down and figuring out what are your you know what are your keywords? What are the words people are going to use in searching for you? And then. I look for ways to put to weave that uh, uh, naturally into the you know in, in, into your content. Um, yeah, Dennis. You know, you mentioned when we were chatting about this earlier in the week about keywords and um, how they can be woven in naturally into the story that you're telling. You know, we talk a lot about the importance of story um, within you know, any kind of communication, but, you know, especially within the website, because like you mentioned, you're focusing on your benefits and features and functionality doesn't matter as long, you know, to people until they understand the benefits that you're going to offer. Exactly. No, and I think the idea, it's interesting. I mean, storytelling is a popular topic these days and for good reason, because people like stories. Um, They like stories better than, you know, bullet points of facts. Um, I think there's there's opportunities on your website, and you're right. In the stories is where you can contain, where you can hopefully naturally put some keywords to to uh, to to help. I think there are there are three areas uh, in which you can really look at storytelling on your site. One is on your about page, and you you should think of your about page again, not just a simple you know we do this and we do that and we put up gutters or we you know help people fund their retirement. But, but think in terms of the about page, in terms of the story you want to tell, in terms of who you are, how you work with clients, uh, what is the benefit, again, that, uh, about you? Uh, what is the benefit that can de- you can deliver to the client? So your about page is one opportunity to tell a story. Uh, another is, uh, is really in the use of, uh, of case studies. And this is something that could be included in, a, it could be a blog post, is a great place for a blog post. Because uh, th- that's another thing that's important for SEO on websites is to have a blog and to populate the blog. And people get all hung up about blog. What am I going to write in a blog? And blah, 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 blah. well, how about telling me, you know, some of the successes you've had? Um, you know, and and even if you're a startup, tell me about some of the successes you have before you started up this business. Uh, and because that's a great opportunity to tell stories, and there's stories that 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 come to a conclusion that shows the benefit you deliver. And I think the uh, and also that important thing with blog. I mean, Google cares about blogs, and and you know the post again the algorithm they're using today is supposedly you know longer than three hundred words, but no more than six hundred words, which means you want a real piece in there. Uh, but I, I think it, you know it's it's not hard to sit down and tell a and tell a story in three or four hundred words. Um, I think the third opportunity. So you're about page. You're you're a blog post on a on a case study with 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 customers, uh, and the third opportunity you have to tell stories is uh, in client testimonials. 
and client testimonials are another important part of your content that if you can get clients to uh, you know to 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 agree to to give you a testimonial because a, a client testimonial basically is a story it's a story of somebody working with you and how they felt about it and what the results were and what the benefits were that they got so that's another another good good part of uh, of content I think the important, the most important thing when you're thinking of content is to is to not think of what you have to tell them, but but try to think in terms of what you want them to hear. What is what and what is it they want to hear? To really keep your audience in mind, think of their needs, think of what they value, um, and 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 think of where you what you value. You know, you share with what they value. Yeah, you had said something earlier, and I know I'm going to butcher it, but something about communication is not what you write. Oh, communication is, and, and yeah, communication think, is not. <laughs> that was a, yeah, actually, I, I wrote that myself in a recent uh, <laughs> e-newsletter. Uh, <laughs> uh, another good form of content, by the way, um, which you can offer on your website if you have an e-newsletter. E uh, it, it is communication is not what you say, it's what they hear. That's really, really key. And what people hear is stuff that is resonates with them and has and has value to them. So I think, you know, I think thinking again of the content that you put on your website in terms of is 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 this giving the people I'm talking to value? Is this helping meet their needs? Is this is this going to be something that resonates with them? Is this something that's going to be, you know, a real benefit, a real benefit? And I think that that's true of all communication. Uh, and it's so it's so easy, mm -hmm. particularly when you're doing your website. You know, you worry about you know, like what am I saying? What have I covered everything? And then what about this that I do over here? And it's like, well, okay, that's fine, and that's a good maybe check at the end. But it it really should start with who am I talking to? Who do I want? Um, you know. Uh, what is it about my customers that I have now that who, you know, what is it about my, my work, my service, my product that they really like, uh, that they really like? I know Rebecca probably wants me to tell this story. I, I, when, when I was working in the, in the, in the ad business uh, on Madison Avenue, and this, this was back in the 80s, the uh, BMW campaign had started. And um, uh, and I knew a bunch of guys at the, the, the agency was a small creative shop called Amaretti and Purist and, and they did the BMW thing. And it was, it, it's a line that BMW still uses and the line is the ultimate driving machine. And so I was talking to the guys at Amaretti one day, we were having lunch or whatever. And I, I said, what, you know, where did this whole thing come from and whatever? And they said, it came from the client in that, in that the client came to us and they said, we want you to do an ad campaign and the only audience we care about is our customers. It's the people who have already bought the car. And of course, what better thing to say to people who've already bought your, your product than, hey, you got the ultimate, you know. And in fact, that's been a heck of a strategy because it's created a really strong brand and BMW to this day has a very, very high customer loyalty and customer repeat buyer and all that stuff. And, uh, and that was very interesting, an interesting way of looking at it. And I think that's a good place for any of us to start um, with looking at the customers who use us now and, and think about what is it, you know, and also your customers are going to be a big visitor to your new site. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to check in. Uh, people always want to reinforce that they made a good decision. 
and uh, they'll go to the, you know they'll go to your site and 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 read it. You'll get far more customers to start out than you will prospects. So and it's also and customers, as we know, are excellent sources of a repeat business, which of course is the cheapest kind to get because it's very very little marketing cost. And it sure, also yeah. uh, and, and and they're also a great source of referrals. And when the customer gives you that referral, when the customer talks to somebody else and say, "Hey, you know, you really you know ought to hire these people. They're really great for this." Um, that counts a whole lot more than you know anything. You know, I don't Yelp ratings or whatever. If somebody comes to you and say, "Hey, I had this guy put up gutters for me," and man, great job and whatever, and don't talk to anybody else. That's who I'm going to call. You know, and as long as I can afford the guy, I'm going to hire him because my friend, you know, it's, mm -hmm. proof is right there. And, you know, my friend has a lot of credibility with me. So that's where that goes. So, Dennis, it sounds like an important part of the whole process is when you first sit down with a, a client or prospective client to help them kind of start formulating these stories. How do you help them to get out of their own head? Because it seems like that's a, a really common problem. When people sit down to write about their business or to talk about what's great about it, they they it's almost impossible to not do it from your own perspective. How do you help them to to get out of that perspective and start thinking like a customer? I ask them about their I ask them about their customers and their clients, and the question I ask is, what problems are you solving? What problem you know? what was what was the trouble these people had or the need these people had that you then delivered on and and you know or what are the problems that can come up that working with you will uh you know will help alleviate you know or will prevent you know basically i think if you keep if you keep steering the conversation to the customer and uh prospect or customer and to what what their problems are what their challenges are or in some cases what you know like you get in the financial arena is what their dreams are you know just staying on that you know if you really talk about somebody's you know dreams of retirement or something you can get a financial person off worrying about you know you know well, i have exchange traded funds and mutual and there's no load and you know Okay, that's support for why my retirement is going to be wonderful working with you. But the big thing has to do with with how you know how you're really solving my problem of of, of uh, you know affording retirement or having a great retirement dream. So that's that's how I mean it's a good question because everybody want you know everybody wants to talk about themselves you know and 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 you know they like what they well we all like what we do hopefully god willing and and um, you know and, and it's also what we know the most but we also do know a lot about about our customers a lot about you know what their problems are and 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 when we work with people we you know we do try to solve their problems it becomes very natural you you mentioned them getting out of their, you know, Cheryl said getting out of their head. And I think we are so concerned with the appearance of who we are and how social media has really um, distilled everything into short little sound bites. Um, so, you know, when we, when we work with folks, we like to help them better understand that their website is really where they're in control of their message much differently than they are on social media, much differently than they would be almost anywhere else. So Dennis, I know, we, you know, we have also talked about how the the website is really the hub 
of of your marketing efforts. Can you expand upon that a little bit? So when you know, and how the content's so very important for controlling your message. Yeah, I think I, I think that is a good point. It, it, it's funny. I mean, it, you know, this came out of talked about. We've all talked about. It. I mean, you know, social media is important. It's 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 powerful. You know, there are a variety of platforms, um, and 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 it's good, uh, but it it shouldn't distract you from the necessity of, of your website and the necessity of having a really good, powerful website. And first of all, because it's the one, like you just said, Rebecca, it's the one place that you have complete control over the content. And what the website should be is it should be the place where, and, and you know, maybe you have a very successful social uh, program on, you know, one or more platforms and, and, and good audience and everything else. But the ideal is to use that, to use those platforms to drive to drive prospects and, and customers to your website. Because on your website, you can have complete, you know, like you said, you have complete control of the content. There also, you know, are, are opportunities to, um, you know, to really, uh, you know, to really improve things. You know, we were talking about, you know, shooting a YouTube video, shooting a video that you offer on the web, you can play on the website, you can put on YouTube, um, and video is another thing that's going to that's going to up your SEO, and that's something again you can have complete control over, you know, and just do, you know, very briefly or short. It might it might just be a video that demonstrates, um, uh, you know, that demonstrates something simple about a about a product, but that's very hard to kind of talk about. Um, the gutter guy I worked for, you know, he had one of the products he has is one of these gutter guard things that you know keeps the leaves out of the gutters and stuff like that, and it's kind of hard to talk about and there are different kinds and there are cheap ones you can buy and all this. And, and what we did is we, you know, we had a video guy who had drones and stuff and we sent some drones up there and, you know, showed it the guy, you know, it was a, like a one minute video, but installing this thing and showing how it works and where it connects with the thing. And, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's no substitute for that. That's a great, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. I say the other thing that you can, you, you know, when you drive people to your website is it's an opportunity to, to, um, to really in, you know, invite interaction with them and to come up with ways uh, to, you know, not just like, you know, Oh, you know, I, you know, I hope you click on me and, you know, make, you know, be a follower and da da da. Okay, fine. That's good. And make that request. But on the website, you can do that. You can, you can run a contest. You can have a, you know, where where you offer something and you invite. Well, now people are interacting with you, and, you know, and they're going to send you a picture. I don't know, send me a picture of you with my product, and um, you know, and the most creative one will, you know, will will give a, you know, dinner at a local restaurant, whatever. But you can have contests to 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 bring people in. You can also. Um, Another thing is 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 you can you can host webinars you can and you can offer uh, you can offer those webinars on your website, which then and both the contest and the webinars gives you an opportunity to capture emails. Okay, you, you know to then market to them for marketing. You have to get their you know you have to get them to opt in. And you, yes, hear more about the wonderful you know offers I'm going to have for you. But it's it's a way to to collect that and webinars is everyone's on Zoom. Uh, and and it it webinars allow you to go in depth on a, on a on a focused topic. And uh, if your business already includes, you know, this isn't the guy with the gutters, but I mean, you know, if your business is a, some kind of a 
professional operation where you, where, you know, or you already have PowerPoint presentations, right? You go out there and da da da. Well, there's the PowerPoint is a great webinar. It's a great basis of a webinar, and we get people to uh, to actually sit there and look at it, as opposed to you know download my PowerPoint. And, okay, I did that, and two weeks later, oh, I never looked at their PowerPoint. You know, so there's an opportunity to use that. It's it it. it I think the website as a as an opportunity to interact with the audience, with your audience, with your customers, with your prospects, um, is really great. And as as Rebecca says, you're you have control. You have control over the content. Mm-hmm. And it's a great opportunity to reduce that barrier, any barriers that might come from either, you know, using demonstra- a demonstration video, like you mentioned, the, the webinars to make that connection with people and reduce those barriers to working with you in whatever capacity. Right. Exactly. And just kind of um, to, to go off of that point that you were making there. I think in the past, people have been hesitant to want to put out too much information because they feel like they're giving it away for free. You know, people, if I'm an expert in this field, people need to, um, you know, need to pay for my expertise or I don't want to do a how to for something that I do for a living because that'll take away, you know, people coming to me. But I think that's really changed with websites. Now, I think if you put out a lot of information on your expertise, you put yourself uh, out there as a um, as a thought leader, as an expert. And that's really what people are looking for. So, I mean, like, you know, your gutter guy, he could do an in-depth, you know, video on how to to make these installations. And maybe some people would do it on their own, but other people would just say, hey, this guy's an expert. You know, he's he's somebody I want to do business with. So that just seems like a real shift in content. Well, well, the more it's interesting. It's interesting you bring that up. <laughs> actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to suggest this to my client. A, a good thing for the gutter guy would actually to do a video on why you need them. Because a lot of people, what do I need to get? And the real reasons you need gutters have a lot to do with preserving the value of your house and everything from the siding to the foundation that people don't think about. And, you know, and when you come down to it, the value of the things, you know, his work protects is, is, is it, it makes it, it makes him a deal, you know, for whatever you pay him to put up the gutters is nothing in terms of the value of what he's protecting. So that's, yeah, very good. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, and trust me. I've had ice dams and backups oh. with gutters, and I can tell you firsthand, he's worth every penny. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. One other thing I, I really would like to just uh, mention to our audience uh, is, uh, and this is going to sound very self-serving, but it's actually for your benefit, which is use a professional writer. Don't try to write the site yourself, okay? I get a lot of website work on people who have written the site themselves because they work with brilliant designers and you know like rebecca and strategists like cheryl and then they but they they don't need a writer and they write the site themselves and so you know she takes their content and designs it and makes it look great and then six months later or you know like everybody's sitting down in the pandemic and looking at their marketing and going like this doesn't sound quite right or quite good or whatever and I've actually gotten a lot of work, you know, rewriting websites that, you know, that, that clients have originally written themselves. So save yourself the wasting all that time and um, and get to the process. I mean, one of the things that the big thing is we all write. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you write a, you know, a note to your spouse, you, you know, you write a thank you letter. Uh, you know, we write things uh, just as a course of our lives. But that's not the same as writing writing things that are trying to persuade people to part with their money. And that's what 
that's what a professional writer you know knows how to do and has had a lot of experience doing and can you know choose the english language is a wonderful tool it's it's the most nuanced language in the world english has more words in it than any other language in the world by far and uh, that allows you to really to really be able to deliver messages in ways that not only appeal, you know, make people understand what it is you're trying to say, but actually appeal to their emotions and appeal to their feelings. And uh, emotions are a very, very important part of, of, you know, every sale out there. And if you doubt that, just, uh, I mean, the great thing somebody told me years ago is, you know, in the whole history of the world, no one ever bought anything from someone they disliked. Uh, you know, they may not, you know, this may not be somebody that you want, you know, you want to be friends with or, you know, go out even for a cup of coffee with, but you basically have to like the person that's, that's uh, providing, uh, you know, the solution for you. And that's an emotional thing. And, and sometimes you can, it's very easy to, to make mistakes. It's very easy to sound, you know, a little standoffish or put offish or this, or, you know, all those tonality things. Um, and and that's what I, as a writer, try to, you know, and other writers who are professional and experienced, uh, you know, try to help clients, you know, do to really have stuff communicate. And also to make sure that, again, what, you know, what people, you know, what people are hearing. Absolutely. Yeah, Dennis, and, you know, I'd like to reiterate, too, from somebody who works with writers, um, you know, it makes the whole process of building a new site or re um, rebuilding a new site much smoother, much less painful for the, for the site owner when you do bring in um, a writer. Um, it also makes the whole process much faster. Um, content is where everyone gets hung up, you know, and what that does is it just drags out the entire, you know, process. So you're looking from a six to eight week process, you know, now into a six to nine month process. And, and that's not good for your business overall. But, right, Cheryl? Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good point. It's, it's, it takes people so long when they try to sit down to do it. If it's not something they do um, regularly as part of their job, it just it becomes this weight around their neck. That you know they seem so relieved when they finally do hand it off to somebody, and you can turn it around in a week for them. That's um, big relief. A big Absolutely. Relief. Absolutely. So, Dennis, thank you so much for your time and all of the great insights you've you've made. Um, where can we find you? You can email me at my email is djwriterstrategist at gmail.com. That's my initials, djwriterstrategist, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-S-T, no punctuation, at gmail.com. You can also call or text me at 917-882-6514. That's 917-882-6514. Or you can look me up on LinkedIn if you can remember how to spell my names, D-E-N-I-S with one N, last name J-A-K-U-C. And, uh, but you don't have to know Super. how to pronounce it. And we'll also put your, <laughs> yeah, easier to type than to pronounce, I would say. Um, and, you know, I, I come from a whole Polish background and it's still a challenge for me. Um, we'll also put all of your uh, contact information in our show notes. So if you visit our website, we'll, you'll, you'll be able to connect with Dennis that way as well. Great. Again, thanks so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity and thank our audience, everyone who's listening. And, uh, but do, you know, do focus on your website too. It, it's important and uh, it, it can have tremendous, not just for people who do e-commerce, but for everything. It can have a tremendous positive impact.
Hey, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode of Market Space will be delivered directly to you. And visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links. That's marketspacepodcast.com. If you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics that you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. Market Space is a production of Inc. Creative.